A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. to my favourite takeaway podcast, the show for people who love food, can't always be bothered to cook it. Uh, my name is Tom Crane, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host Simran Shah. How are you, Sim? I'm happy that we're back yep. and we're chatting this stuff because it's been a while. It has been a while. Well, uh, it's been a few weeks. What have you been up to? What have we been up to? Well, I'll tell you one thing we've both been up to together. We went to Glastonbury together. We didn't go together. We, 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 tra- we travelled up separately and we, we saw each other briefly. <laughs> When we were there. But for the story of the podcast, it makes us feel closer if we went up together. <laughs> and we're like, God, we should probably make some content for this for our social. We were like, nah, let's just... <laughs> we went separate groups and in the festival we spent some time together. <laughs> that is true. But I'll tell you something about the Glastonbury, right? Uh, we drove up and as we were driving up, we thought, well, let's get some, let's get some car snacks. Yep. Now that's always, for me, quite an exciting moment is to choose the car snacks. And it's always quite fun because you're stopping off at a service station or something. I'm rarely getting them before I get in the car. Right. I'm in the car, I'm driving, I stop and, and then I get the snacks. And we chose quite a lot of chocolatey snacks, I would say, which wasn't ideal because it was very hot and the car was getting hot. And then when we unloaded the snacks into our tent, the tent got very hot. So our chocolatey snacks were melting quite a bit. And there was a moment in the festival where I'd come back, I was, I was quite hungry and I decided to have a snack. And that snack was a melted Rocky Road chocolatey bite. And so my question to you is how melted is too melted when you're eating chocolate? I think it just sort of ruined the experience for me. Not the ruined whole of Glastonbury, obviously. No, I'm not that sensitive. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I suppose it might be a mindset thing, because if you kind of go, I'm all right with chocolate soup, then it's okay to sort of just pierce the end of a bag and squeeze it in like a frube, isn't it? But psychologically, it it feels weird. It feels too weird because like if if you've got like a Kit Kat and it's got really hot and it's like a squidgy Kit Kat or it's a squidgy chocolate bar, you're not opening that thing up and and scooping the chocolate into your mouth, are you? I think as soon as a Kit Kat has lost its four-finger definition, I have an issue with the, the Kit Kat. I completely agree. When it becomes a, a mitten rather than a glove. <laughs> <laughs> that is my issue with the Kit Kat. It's too melted. My son, he'll often say, can I have a chocolate bar on the weekend to go, okay, you can have one. But he's funny about eating them out and about. He always wants, always wants to have them at home. So we'll be in the park. They'll be in the back of the pram. They'll go turn into soup. 
And then I'm always having to reset chocolate bars in our fridge. So he's always <laughs> eating chocolate bars, but they don't look like what they're supposed to look like. But your son, your son is clearly quite a grown up for his age, because I think having melted chocolate on your fingertips, you can't have that as an adult. Awful. That's only a thing a child can have. Yeah. You can't be an adult opening up a melted chocolate and then sort of shoveling it in your mouth and lick, licking the chocolate off your fingertips. <laughs> you can't do that. You're grown up. So did you still eat the chocolate in your hot tent? Because that's, that's, kind of, that's quite a low, isn't it, really? Just eating liquid chocolate in a boiling little pouch. I'll tell you what. I did do that because there were no, you know, showers nearby. Uh, I also had to use anti-back wipes to clean the chocolate off my hands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, if you've just used a long drop, you need to be very clear what is chocolate and what isn't. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> oh, not for now. It has to be very clear. Actually, it's quite an interesting thing. Dear listeners, what are your views on snacks, takeaway snacks, when you're going on a long car journey? Okay. What do you think are the crucial, what are the best? Takeaway snacks. What's your go-to? Yeah, what's your go-to car snacks? Exactly. The more surprising, the better. I want to hear about it. And as always, we love hearing from you. Whatever you want to tell us about takeaway-wise, do get in contact. Okay, so it is so good to be back. And I'm so excited about our first guest. Who is it, Sim? Our first guest is Scroobius Pip, who's a podcasting legend. He's got his own podcast called Distraction Pieces. And I think he was actually Off Menu's first guest. So is is that cool that we've got him... Was that not cool? <laughs> I don't know. It's no longer cool now that you've asked whether it's cool. <laughs> I think any potential coolness is disintegrated at that point. This was such a great episode because the man is obsessed with takeaways. Yeah. And he had very strong opinions, which is exactly what I want to hear. So I hope you enjoy listening to him. So uh, we're here with Pip. Can I just say, behind you is a very grand painting. It's by a guy called Heath Slater. Not Heath, Heath Slater. Um, that's a wrestler. <laughs> Heath Kane. No, I can't think of his name now. I've gone completely blank. I think it's Heath Kane. But he did this series of paintings, of took old paintings of British nobles and painted masks on them because he believed so much of our British history of nobles could have been Batman if they'd wanted to. But instead, they spent their money on just being lavish and fat and white rather than going, oh, we've got the money to fight crime. So, yeah. And it says oh, behind it, it history is, is written by the winners. It is Heath Kane. I, I don't know why I drew a blank on that so quickly all of a sudden there. If you're interested, that's the earliest blank we've ever had on this podcast. It's four and a half <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> it's such a podcast thing, though, isn't it? I do it all the time. I'll be talking about like an actor that I adore and I won't be able to name them at all. I'll tell you what you could name for us. Could you give us the name of your takeaway of choice? This was a hard choice because takeaway really means the world to me. Like my weekend takeaways, I'll be thinking about all through the week and I'll, I'll rotate. I'll have ones that are kind of my highbrow takeaways and I'll have ones that are my just pigging out takeaways. And today I've gone for the legend, Papa John's. I'm assuming Papa is not your high-end takeaway. Or is it in your mind, Pip? No, no, it's not the high-end. It kind of was... <laughs> For, for a minute, you know, just because I live in a small town called Stanfordly Hope, and for years, the, the, the only like brand takeaway we had was Domino's. Ah, obviously, the, the holy tr- trinity at Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Papa John's. And <laughs> we then got a Papa John's, so that was just hugely exciting. I've got you're gonna have to calm me down on how much I get excited about takeaways. I've got a pizza delivery bag because. Papa John's and Pizza Hut were out of range for me on delivery, so I'd drive to collect them, 
and keep them warm in my little pizza delivery bag. <laughs> Same with Fire Away. I still do it with Pizza Hut and Fire Away. I love that. I used to do the trick of turning all the hot fans on in my car. Yeah. So the car be hot. Yeah. The pizza be sat there. You know, if you're driving and you suddenly stop, so you put your arm out just to, just to protect the passenger in case, even though the passenger has got the seat on, it'll be absolutely fine. When I'm driving with a pizza that I've just picked up, my hand is always on it, protecting it. Mate, <laughs> my pizza bag, I put the I put the seatbelt th- through the pizza bag strap, so I'm keeping that thing safe <laughs> in that seat. Also, again, it feels so bougie to mention, but I got a car a few years back that's got heated s- seats, and I've never used them because it felt so bougie until I realised I can use them for my takeaway. So on the way there... Oh, lovely. I crank up the heated seat, and then... The pizza, the pizza bag, all go on the seat. Exactly as you said, fans as hot as possible, pointing <laughs> at the seat, angled at the seat, like turned off on me because otherwise I'll be sweating out, but angled at the seat. I think the glove box is an overrated part of the car that isn't actually used that much anymore. We're not, what do you really put in a glove box? We never use our glove what box. What are you putting in your glove box? We have like a half-eaten bag of Doritos occasionally in there. What you, you replace that with a pizza heater. I like that. Yeah. I think you're right. We have to basically reinvent the club box yeah. for the takeaway driver. You talk about reinventing things. There is something actually has been suggested on the show before. Uh, the comedian Angela Barnes, she has bought a specialised dip holder for her McDonald's dip, which is clipped onto her car and to the vents. Mate, I ordered one today, genuinely, for a friend of mine. <laughs> genuinely, I 100% genuinely. I had to order it off Etsy because the ones that used to be on Amazon aren't available anymore. So I, like, I can I can prove I ordered it by how deep I can go into this. But a mate of mine's a big fan of, of McNuggets. And I saw, for some reason, I saw one today. And ordered it for them because they're because their birthday's coming up. What a terrible birthday present! I'd be delighted. That's not a terrible. I'd be genuinely delighted by that. That's so mad. It's so mad. You've said that. I said because genuinely earlier today, within the last few hours, I've placed that order. But there's a reason that's a great gift for your friend. It's because it is something you would never buy for yourself. Mm-hmm. But once you've got it, you're like, this is going to have maybe three or four times a year. You'll be like, I'm so glad I've got this. This is great. My pizza delivery bag was a gift. F- from my mate Amy, who knows how much I like takeaways and knows that I live in an area that hasn't got the best options and it's one of the best gifts I've ever had. Pip, tell us, what pizza have you ordered? Well, that's what's really important here. Again, I had a lot of options and I thought maybe I'll I'll choose like a local takeaway to give them a shout out, but this is the platform I felt that I need to put across something I believe in. It's it's yeah. It was started by myself and B. Dolan, a rapper called called B. Dolan, and it's the small plates movement and it's the takeaway tapas. So I didn't order a pizza. I've ordered three different sides and a dessert. Oh my God. Because every restaurant is a tapas restaurant if you want it to be. <laughs> so genuinely this started me and B. Dolan were on tour. And we were in Birmingham and the only restaurant open was a tapas restaurant. And we kind of enjoyed just ordering a load of stuff for us all to share. So for the rest of the tour, every restaurant we went into, we were like, well, let's make it a tapas. And Oh, this is so great. I've brought that into the into the takeaway world. And honestly, I think Pizza Hut, Domino's and Papa John's, again, I love pizzas. And let's be clear on this. I worked in Pizza Hut for years in the kitchen. I'm a big fan of takeaways and pizzas. But takeaway tapas is the way to go. This is so exciting. It's exciting, right? The last time my mind was blown like this is when Josh Whittacombe said he doesn't have rice with a curry. I hope it's not a similar like feeling of disgust, though, because that's appalling. <laughs> Let's be clear on this. <laughs> no, no, it's I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I was on board with Josh, but hold on a sec, Pip. So you see, 
<laughs> you're looking at Papa John's and you're thinking patatas bravas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. One of the sides I've got is little tater tots with cheese and bacon and a little marinara dip. So you're closing your eyes. You're imagining you're sort of in a town square in Seville. Yeah. Yeah, you're really you're there in Spain, properly into this tapas well, but it's it's it's, it's Papa John's Italian food. So, what are the three things you've gone for? Let's let take us through what we've got. The three starters. I've gone for a dessert as well. The three starters. Lovely. I've gone okay. for the chicken poppers. Oh, with the marinara dip, and I need to to focus on that a bit because that's something that the UK didn't do for ages. I remember touring in America, and Pizza Hut would always give like a marinara dip with most of the sides. Yeah, and it's amazing. Okay, Pip, Pip, I have to stop you there. Yeah, go on. I've got a question about your poppers and your di- and your marinara dip. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the size of those poppers? Because the smaller the popper, the more dip is going to get on your finger. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to dip a popper into a dip without it covering a lot of your fingers. And when you're eating the popper, unless you're popping that in your mouth, which you're not, you're basically eating most of your finger and then getting a bit of popper <laughs> in between. Now, this is something <laughs> we're going to talk about because credit to Papa John's, they don't skimp in size. L- look at this ratio. Oh, that's a good popper. Look at that dip and the popper. We've got half a popper. That's closer to a nugget. Yeah. Very nice. That's more nugget than popper because when I've had KFC chicken popcorn mm-hmm. and I dip it, I'm like, yeah. guys, I can't dip this. This is not a dippable thing. It doesn't skew them on a toothpick. As you can probably tell so far, I've solved all these problems. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've gone yeah, deep into them. this. <laughs> One of the problems, for example and it's a fault in Papa John's process, is the the tater tots covered in cheese and bacon, which are delicious. Because they're covered in cheese and bacon, you're thinking, I'll use a fork, right? Potato tots are like hash brown things, so they're going to crumble. So this, you do need to get your hands dirty. You do need to be right. digging in and tearing it apart yep. and then dipping in. So that one, I would concede, I'm getting a lot of... It's it's going to get, get messy. When you lifted your box set, I noticed that the, the lid of the dip was stuck on the inside of the box. Yeah. Is that where you put your lid of dip? Because it's exactly where I put my lid of dip. Yeah, it's cleanliness. It's cleanliness, isn't it? It keeps it aside. <laughs> it keeps it away. I don't want it mis- I don't want it accidentally going anywhere. Sorry, step me through that. What what do you do, Sim? Pip, I'm sure you'll agree, but when you take the lid off the dip, yep. instead of putting that lid in the bin or on the side, you stick it to the underside of the pizza box. The underside. Yeah. See, I don't I would I would put I would place mine in the top left or top right corner of the pizza box and create a little lid pile as I'm going. That's what I do. You gotta have a system. So so the third <laughs> side is just some chicken wings. Um and Papa John's it's why I chose them over because I do this with Domino's, I do this yeah this with everyone. If I choose to, sometimes I'll go for a pizza obviously, but it's great to have this extra option. I think Papa John's do the chunkiest wings they're really good it's a thick wing it's a proper yeah it's like a full thing that is interesting because i i've always been skeptical of getting wings if it's a domino's wings they're tasty but there's not a lot there is there and you, you're really at the mercy of of, of that <laughs> kitchen that night yeah you really are and it feels like it's come out of a kitchen that's not made for wings yeah oh there you go that looks delicious doesn't it look at the yeah. size of that it's decent size right yeah that is almost a finstone chicken wing yeah What's the marinade with that? I go for plain. There are options okay. on marinade. I like plain. I think it's a good enough, kind of chunky enough, w- well-cooked chicken. That, um, yeah, I don't need much more. My go-to chicken side with sort of like chain pizza places. I really like the chicken tenders from Domino's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have quite a specific way. I, I like them really crunchy. So I, I ring up and ask them to do them well done, to put them through twice. Amazing. 
I love you having a word with the chef beforehand. And please give them their proper name. They're chicken strippers from from Domino's. Oh, yes, they are chicken strippers. It's a little uncomfortable. It's a little yeah. uncomfortable, but for some reason, they're chicken strippers. <laughs> Not strips. I've never thought about that. I don't know why. Okay. I was I was genuinely, this is this is it's so funny of you te- of you treating them like a restaurant. I was in a Domino's the other day with the same friend who I've got this um dip holder for. This Domino's had a table. <laughs> so I was like, and the, because because I was out visiting them someone it wasn't like we weren't taking the food home we were going to go and eat just out in the park or something we thought all oh, we could eat at the table and because i was doing <laughs> domino's t- 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 tapas and they weren't i ordered the pizza and then i started to say about the sides and i genuinely started to say but i'd like them all to arrive at the same time because <laughs> i thought because <laughs> i thought i was in a fucking restaurant saying it so would, I'll, I'll have them all with the main and i genuinely i i got those words out and the woman didn't quite hear and i felt yeah. such shame and i got back to my mate and they went i heard what you said there you literally said to them i'm gonna order like uh, a garlic bread and stuff but if we can have them all at the same all at what no what am i doing it's because I'm used to doing them all on apps, so I'm not used to actually talking to people. That table thing. So I live in Clapton in East London, and there is one solitary sort of like school table, basically, in the Domino's there, which sometimes I see people sat there alone eating. I think, come on. Well, that's what this was like. It's such a weird one. For me, it's too exposing to be the one person in the glass window at Domino's eating on your own, having a pizza. I think I'd much rather go and sneak down a side street or something if need be. When you've got a Domino's and you've taken your cupboard, would you ever eat the whole thing in the car? I will often get, for example, if I'm I'm, I'm collecting pizza, I have to, to, to drive to Gray's to collect pizza. Uh, let's get specific here. Gray's or Bazardon, depending on how the traffic is. <laughs> the, the garlic bread with cheese will rarely make it all the way home. I'll put everything else in the pizza bag. I'll have that on the top and I'll think to myself, I'll just have one for the drive. But often all four will be gone by the time I get home. You see, if you're eating in the Domino's, which is a freakishly rare occurrence, you're losing out on eating on the car on the way home and you're losing out on eating at home. I just don't know why. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone eat a Domino's inside. It's got to be that you're in a town that isn't your home and you're not going home. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yes. you don't, you might not want to s- sit in your car and eat it. I mean, what is more depressing? <laughs> sitting alone and eating it in your car or sitting alone and eating it in the restaurant? That's a big, deep debate, but I'm not, I'm not the man to be able to answer that. I mean, speaking of the variety of pizza places, I do need to mention that I have had pushback on my takeaway tapas movement on the small plates movement. So Pizza Go-Go have tried to stop me, but I found a workaround. So anyone who's panicking, I found a workaround. If you order Pizza Go-Go through their app, it says you can't place an order unless there's a pizza in your basket. But if you order Pizza Go-Go on Just Eat or on Deliveroo, you can order what the fuck you want. So, 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 So just for anyone who's wanting to get into this, has a preference... A pizza go-go. I've got work rounds. This is a serious movement. <laughs> oh, that is really good. I can't figure out if I basically prefer a pizza go-go type pizza or I prefer one of the big three. It's really good, though, because, again, I genuinely... this <laughs> It's sad how passionate I am about this, but <laughs> I'll post every now and then about a particular pizza I've been excited about, and people will be, well, if you're eating at Papa John's, then you you don't really enjoy pizzas. And it's like, no, I do sometimes want a traditional Italian pizza. Like, mm. I think Fire Away are a really good mass market brand of that more br- br- brick oven Italian style pizza. But sometimes I want a Pizza Hut. Sometimes I want a Domino's. Sometimes I want a kebab shop pizza. It's okay to just be 
specific for those needs. My thought is if you only enjoy fancy Italian pizzas, then you're not really that big a fan of pizza. I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. Because <laughs> you don't appreciate all the variations of them. Simran will agree with me when I say this. Of all the shows, you shouldn't be embarrassed about being passionate about these things. <laughs> this is the perfect show. Can I take us even deeper? Because we talk about <clears throat> those different pizza places. And for me, one of the key differentials between all of them is the dip. Now, you've talked about the dips you've got tonight. I'd like your top three pizza dips from across all pizza companies. What are they? I've got it. But I'd also like to give the one that I think should be put in prison. Okay, perfect. If that's okay. But I would go, in general, you've got to give it to Domino's Garlic and Herb. Their little Domino's dip It's great. Like, while I'm excited about the marinara dip, it's because it's not been available in anywhere for so long. So I'd put the marinara dip at number two from Papa John's. Yeah. And number three, I'd probably, again, it feels like I'm just sharing them out, but Pizza Hut and Fire Away are two places that will do you a sweet chilli dip. And again, I like that for certain sides and stuff like that. Yeah. Both of those will do a sweet sweet chilli. Would you use that with pizza or not? Not necessarily with pizza. With with Fire Away, I would use it with the wedges with Parmesan. And with Pizza I would use it with their chicken dippers. Lovely. But I've chosen Papa John's here, and I'm being all complimentary. Their garlic sauce that naturally comes with their pizza is one of the most disgusting things I've ever encountered in my eating life. I think it's got better. Really? I've genuinely, this is going to sound so crazy. I've not let one in my house for a long time because I will, <laughs> because it's the one that comes free. I'll take that out as I'm taking my pizza in and I'll throw it in the outside bin because I don't want that thing in my house. But it's improved, you say. I think it's improved because usually the problem with it is that it was basically like liquid butter. Yeah. yeah. And it had this like weird, like oily aftertaste. I mean, you breathe it in, it was just awful. I had one literally a week ago. It was slightly thicker. The viscosity was different. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it was more garlicky. Maybe I'll give it another go. Maybe I'll give it another go. I thought you hated them, Sim, because you. I, I'm. I'm not wrong. If it, yeah, yeah. I hated them, but I, I. I had one, and when I tried it, I was overwhelmed with joy that it had changed. <laughs> now, now, was it good or was it just? Better than it was. It was better. I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> so that's a different thing, isn't it? That's a different thing. I'm not thing. saying it was good. <laughs> I was impressed by the journey it had been on. That is interesting, though. Maybe I'll crack one open at some point. But Simram, if you could be the sort of person that can find joy in the marginal improvements of a garlic-based sauce from Papa John's, then you'll find joy everywhere in life, Simran, if you could find it in that. You, you should look at the, the other way around, which is, I'm amazed that I can't find the joy in anything else in life, but I can find the joy in that. (laughs) So what does that say? Yeah. (laughs) Again, I think it's finding those things you can find the the, the joy. And I get mocked all the time because if mates are coming over for takeaway or whatever, they know that when when they get here, I will already have looked at what I want, decided what I want. And to the extent uh, when I'm acting, as soon as I get my hotel location, I'll quickly enter the postcode into Deliveroo, Uber Eats and have a little look at what's around and what's going to be available. Because again, I do live in an area that that only just got Uber Eats like during the pandemic. We didn't have that until then. So yeah, I'm always excited to go, oh, what different things are available? I completely, I am exactly that person as well. Have you ever done this? Because I've never met anyone else that does this. If I 
I'm leaving the house and there's a takeaway leaflet on the floor that I haven't read before and I'm going on the bus or a cab. I will take it with me and have a read. <laughs> Amazing. I haven't done that, but I love it. <laughs> we on like the tube reading, whatever. I, I do. I find it fascinating. I'm just the new literature. <laughs> He's gone through the entire canon. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's let's sort of take you back to your takeaway past, though. So mm-hmm. growing up, did you did you have takeaways growing up? What, what was your experience of takeaways from childhood? It's interesting because I was talking to my mum about this recently and she still does this. We would have takeaways, but a weird little wrinkle here, we would always c- collect. And it isn't is something that crossed my mind until I was around my mum's and she was like, oh, should we get like a Chinese? And she was ringing up to go and collect it. And I'm like, no, everywhere delivers now. It's like, but yeah, I guess it's an older thing. But yeah, we'd get a Chinese or fish and chips were kind of our only options in my area. And it would be a treat at the weekends. Let's just, sorry, just to quickly go back. You said that you had your high-end takeaways. And then more basic takeaways. Walk me through your high-end ones. I'm glad we're getting to mention this because the thing I almost ordered, there's a burger place near me called D&B Grill. And it's so weird because I just found it on one of the apps and the burgers look good. Started ordering. They're amazing. They used to do like a Biscoff burger. They do all sorts of just weird stuff. It's really good. And then when I looked at where they are, it's the grotty pub I used to go to, like, metal gigs in. It's this place called the Castle Main in Basildon, which is just a proper, like, live music venue. And they just seem to have got a really good burger g- g- guy who does loads of real stuff, burnt ends, all sorts of stuff like that. That's really interesting because there is a real pop-up sort of kitchen thing, especially in the burger scene yeah. with pubs. That is, yeah. I think it's a, it's a place that they know they can sell to a clientele who can enjoy burgers. When you're having a pint, there's nothing better than having a decent burger with a pint. And loads of these places, like there's an incredible uh, group of guys who run a place called Four Legs in London. And if you know Four Legs, which they've set up a pub in Finsbury Park, where they now serve incredible food. But they were initially just pop-ups selling burgers and, you know, things like this. And um, it's young chefs. It's a great place for people to try, you know, start out with. And again, it's really good because of the apps now. Because even if it might be a quiet night, you've got that reliability of getting some local orders in there as well. Absolutely. Collection, I think it really makes a difference. But again, there's another one. There's a local pub called Gino's that does a really good Italian-style pizzas. And that's, that's one of my high-end. But also... One of the reasons I didn't go for them, I've ordered from them before and they've just rung up and gone, no, we've run out. And I've gone, all right, so what have you run out of? They're like, oh, we just run out of food. But they're a local place. And I said, really good Italian style pizza. So they're my two kind of high end ones, I guess. It's interesting you're saying there about we've run out because I was just going to say I went on my, there's a great burger place near me where I went on the delivery last week. They just sell burger and fries and they had my half eight, they sold out of fries you couldn't buy fries you could only so for me it's like i don't know how you've managed this you literally just sell burger and fries it's the thing with this place it's why i can't rely on them because as i've already established if i'm having a takeaway later i'm thinking about it all day yeah you you could log on the app at five and they've just taken all the food off there's nothing more depressing that faded font on the app oh when something isn't working it's so true or the search when they're not coming up and you're like what why aren't they coming up? Where have they gone? And the desperation and your ref- your refusal to face reality. So you end up pressing it anyway, knowing that it's not going to go to the next page. Simran, what I've done sometimes is when the, when something's faded out, one of the, the dishes, I will go and I'll come back again in half an hour to see if they've got yeah. that back in again. I've done that in case... Yeah, I've told myself, oh, the drivers must just be busy. I'll check back in in a bit. But I've rung them before. And one of the things I was going to bring up here is, <laughs> like, the apps genuinely to get all serious now the apps have been a massive thing for me because i've got a stammer and it comes and goes it's not always prevalent but 
phones are where it's really at its worst. So ordering a takeaway, and again, you've seen I'm someone who's quite specific, so I'm not necessarily just going to want, I'll have this, this, this. Like, here's what I want you to take off of that. Here's what I want you to add there. So the evolution of these, of every restaurant having its own app and your deliveries and Uber Eats has been a godsend for me because it, it takes all the all the, the stress out of it. There would be an, particularly when I was a bit younger, there would be an, and, and as you do ringing up anyway, like, like when you're a younger man, it's a bit nerve wracking, but there would be an element of stress and pressure that now it's pure, pure glory and pure treat. Just get to go, yes, I'm just going to order everything I want. Okay, so you've got your Holy Trinity, Papa. Are you getting a dessert with that? Yeah, always a dessert. I'll often choose based on the dessert. Would you like me to rank the cookies? Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Because Papa John's is number one for me, and it's a controversial one, because what I like about it is it feels like you've got it from, like, a barbecue. Like, it feels like your mate's mum's made it. Pip, I didn't realise that Papa did cookies. Look at this. I'm going to take it out of its box, actually, because you will just think I've been to a barbecue. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, I have had that. That stuff is crazy. It's just this huge cookie pie, just in tin foil, and it's... Fucking beautiful. Just to describe that, it's like a wheel from a child's bike, basically, isn't it? It's kind of it's quite a big old thing. I'd say it's a nine-inch pizza. So, so if you go in on domino sizes, it's not individual; it's small. So, so it's not the individual domino size, but the small domino's pizza, and they're amazing. And I think I have domino's cookies at number two. I was going to say pizza at number three, but I might put Pizza Go Go at number three, you know, because Pizza Go Go do a really good cookie. Hey, are you, you're you not getting through that entire pie on your own, are you? Well, normally, this is now an illustration of my, of my takeaway nights. Normally, I'm getting a takeaway because I'm staying up to watch the UFC. Okay. So I stay up on a Saturday night till 3 a.m. to watch the UFC. So ordering at eight or nine, I get the bulk of it eaten. And then I've got till three to keep grazing, to keep coming back. So I will get through it. But yeah, if it was a regular evening, I might I might be eating some in the morning. You can count some of it as a really early breakfast in that case. Yeah, that logic works. I have got a ridiculous capacity for s- sweet stuff. So I've mentioned Domino's cookies there. Every now and then they do either an after eight cookie or a chocolate orange cookie. Now, both of them, if they're in, I will order them. But I'll have to get the two desserts for eight quid because I still need the regular cookies as well because it's Domino's and they're really good. So I'll end up getting through eight cookies on my own. Eight cookies is just impressive. I love it. As, as we're doing a deep dive into all this stuff, what is your go-to Domino's order? Take us through your Domino's order. If I was doing takeaway tapas, I would get a, a garlic bread, the pizza one, the little garlic bread mini pizza, and then I'd get the a chicken combo pack thing so you've got a few kickers a few strippers and a few wings and that would be my my tapas there normally and then i'd get probably two loads of dessert they used to do semi dippers which was like a cinnamon breadstick with like a, a an icing dip and that was that was golden can i ask you a question do you think maybe on some level your use of the phrase tapas is a way of easing yourself to the fact you've just bought loads of junk food again. It's clever though, man, because really the the pizzas are the bit they make crazy expensive. So you can kind of get a decent, at points, you can get a decent deal, particularly with like a Papa John's who've got 25% off if you spend over 25 quid. Normally, if you're ordering your size and your dessert, it will come to just over 25%. So you're getting that nice quarterback straight off. Whereas if you're ordering... A 20 quid pizza or whatever, it yeah, it goes through the roof. Yeah, because I think yesterday I was getting quite peckish. I just went to the corner shop. I got a little tapas selection of some blue M&Ms, 
and Snickers and, uh, <laughs> and a bag of Smiths, which I thought was just, just hit the spot. Treat yourself. <laughs> just mix it up. What is, what is interesting about these things, though, you're right, they do want you to use the deals, really, don't they? They want you to use lots of things. I don't know if you ever, if you go on Domino's, for example, and you look up, like, what does a small pizza cost? It'll be, like, on its own, it's, like, 18 quid or whatever. Yeah, something ridiculous. And then you click on the deals. It's small pizza with a sign, whatever. And it's because they want you to be nudging up. They want you to keep going, oh, well, I should really probably add a couple of things here, whatever. Quite clever. Exactly that. And that's the beauty of the sides, is they're made to be an add-on. Also, good tip on... on <laughs> here's a great tip for anyone ordering my Domino's a tapas order put the garlic bread and the chicken selection in the basket go to order and it'll offer you the cookies for 3.99 rather than 4.99 because <gasps> it wants you to add them on oh wow oh that is a hack isn't it so again there's techniques to all of this you're basically haggling online i love that you're threatening to leave the shop dominoes will always offer c- cookies or garlic bread or wedges i think it is for a quid off if you go to the basket that's my pro tip that's incredible now, Simran, I, there's something I'm painfully aware that we haven't done here. Pip hasn't actually eaten any of his food yet. So do you want to dive into your first thing and tell us why you love that particular thing? And also, I'd like to know how you'd normally be eating this, because obviously it's not normal to sort of eat on Zoom while people watch you. I'll be a sofa guy in front of the TV. I'm going in on one of the wings. And again... Oh, that sounds great. I think, as you can see, the size of it, there's a lot of meat on there and a lot more than your Pizza Hut or your, your Domino's wings. It feels like you've gone to a wing place. I don't know why they're so chunky, but yeah. It's a good bit of chicken. Okay, so you'd recommend that. You, you, you're not dipping it in anything. Uh, let's try the tater tops. Oh, here we go. This is the big one for me. Yes. So the the key here, I've gone, I've gone for the cheese and bacon ones. And the good bit is the cheese kind of, whatever they cook it on, it tends to burn a bit. So as you can see, there'll be like, a skin of, of cheese oh, perfect. all stuck together so I can dip my top. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, that's great. And then I've got a bit of bacon in there, a bit of cheese. Oh, lovely. And a bit of potato and it's heavenly. That is that is delicious. I think anything charred is improved, isn't it? If, you, if mm. Anything that can be cooked charred without being burnt, in, you find yeah. that's perfect. It's, it's improved. It always is. Yeah, 100%. And then finally, what's your, your final tapas? A dipper here. So... Uh, 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 sorry, the popcorn chicken st- stuff they do, or yeah. And again, I'll get about half of it covered. Yeah. And then that's going in in one. It's meant to be popped in. Perfect. They're glorious. Mm. They're great, right? And again, you will notice, particularly for you here, Sim, that everything is going back into its own box. Oh, I love it. I'm not putting the, the bones on anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. That's the beauty of the small plates movement is you get a separate box for each thing so you can either eat them in order or you can rotate through but you you know you're not cross-contaminating that is excellent so when you're not at home having a takeaway let's say if you're on tour or you're at a festival what are you eating then or let's say if you're on the road for any reason what's your style of takeaway eating it's tough it's tough. Something I have to take into big consideration is my beard and moustache. A fantastic beard and moustache, may I say. Thank you. Yeah. At, at home, I can take more risks than out and about. For example, <laughs> before I had a beard, I loved like a, you know, like a breakfast bap. Yeah. So you've got a fried egg in there, you've got all this. If I get fried egg in my beard, 
I have to have a full shower. It's a mess. It's a horrific thing. If you get fried egg on your chin, you wipe it off, you get on with your day. Yeah. This is, you need to go and have a full shower. It's a mess. So <laughs> I'll take that into consideration. But I've been in London a lot recently on meetings. So not necessarily festivals, but, and my ex-partner lived in Margate. And both of those places have a lot of pastry options. And I've become a big fan of a pastry, of a variation of pastries, of a cinnamon swirl, of a chocolate croissant, of all these different things. And being in London made me really regret living in Essex without the range of, of pastries available. That's interesting, you know, you say the idea of a pastry on the move. I think a pastry is basically one of the only foods I'm willing to eat while I'm walking. I'm really obsessed mm. about this. Mm. I We've talked about this on the show before, but I, I can't get over watching people walking along eating a kebab on their way home from yeah, a night out. No, that's I'm, a, I'm a get home, get it on a plate, eat it at a table or in front of the TV person. And a croissant, I can walk with that. I'm happy with that. I've, I've found the food I'm happy to walk with. I think I prefer a pastry on the move because, yeah. again, what it's doing there is the movement is dislodging any any crumbs from my beard. So it's actually <laughs> it's actually working perfectly for the problem I first detailed. So on the move, it's brushing out. It's so by the time I get to where I'm going, it's all clean. Whereas if I'm just sat there, it could be there for hours and I don't notice. And I I can't be living like that. Would you eat a kebab walking home on a night out? Are you that sort of person? No, I don't think so. I'm 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 the same as you. When I do like, there's a, a good fish and chip shop near me, and I'll often walk to collect that. But it'll be in the bag until I get home, and then I'll be sitting down and eating it. Well, we we talk, talk about kebabs there, and um, let's talk about late night drunken orders. Let's talk about that. Okay, so it's two a.m. You've been to some snazzy showbiz party, or, or whatever, and and you're on your way home. W- what are you going for? I want it in, in intimate detail. And, and how are you eating it? Well, it's pizza again. Oh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kebab shop pizza. There's a place near me called Flames. So I'll order a garlic bread pizza from them. They do individual stuffed crust pizzas. So again, I, can, I, I, I feel like I'm not overdoing it. So they do one that's barbecue sauce, chicken, ham, and sweet corn and cheese, and then a, a, a stuffed crust. But... Genuinely, it will arrive. I will put the two orders on the, the side in my kitchen, l- lift them up, dab the top with kitchen roll because they're greasy as fuck. But that's what I want at that time of night. S- see, I've had a few of them where I've got in, say, at one or two o'clock and it's time to go to bed and I'm scrolling to find something on TV because I want something to s- yeah. s- sit with me while I'm eat or to take my mind off the fact I'm on my own eating a kebab shop pizza at 2am. Have you ever had the thing where you've got home from a night out, it's like half one in the morning and you've ordered something on an app and then it says it's going to be like an hour and you're like, I have misjudged this. And I'm resenting the food that hasn't turned up. Speaking of misjudgment, you're misjudging how much of a focus food is on my life. I've looked at the time it will take on the way home and I've ordered it to arrive moments after I get home. I do that regularly on the train. So I'll be on the train home. (laughs) I'll check delivery times. I'll be like, if I order at Tilbury Town, it should be there about 10 minutes after I get in. But then if if it's coming from... Basil, then I need to order when I'm at Grey's. And then by the time I get to my station, I'll be clean. I've just come up with a brilliant idea for you. You need to leave your heated pizza bag thing somewhere yeah. outside your house <laughs> yes. near a bin. Yeah. So you can go, just when you get there, just leave, just leave it leave it in there. And then it'll, it'll still be warm. Pop it there, mate. Don't you worry. Go in the back garden. Go in the back garden. There's a little pizza bag. <laughs> you can thank me later. Yeah, that's great. I love it. So do you remember... 
the first takeaway that really blew you away? Is there is there a thing, is there a moment in your life or some, one where you got particularly addicted to at a certain time in your life? It will be when we used to order from the Chinese because as a young kid, I wouldn't want anything f- from the Chinese. So we'd get just from the fish and chip shop f- for me and the family, it'll be in Chinese. And then I always remember the moment that I felt like a grown-up because I was ordering from the Chinese. <laughs> what did I order? A chicken omelette. Oh, wow. For fuck's sake, in my mind, this was so Chinese. But So it was a chicken omelette that would come in one of the square silver tins that Chinese food comes in, and it's just you pour it onto your plate and it is this this rectangle of an omelette. But again, I now know that I wasn't... I was ordering the one fucking English dish. I think that shows a very sophisticated and nuanced palate. Well, thank you. <laughs> at an early age, can I say? Yeah. Because usually people just go for a chow mein or the things yeah. that pop in dishes. That's not that's not the way that you roll then. It'd have chicken in it. It'd have peas in it. And yeah, it was, it was nice. It was a good little omelette. Do you think that's what it is? It's basically for an anglicised market. Yeah, I reckon so. It's why most Chinese places and a lot of Indians, as I'm sure... Josh Whittaker will probably tell you do do chips as an option. You you mentioned very briefly earlier you, you thought his non, non his no rice stance was insane. You weren't you're not behind that. Yeah, I'm absolutely not behind that. I think it's okay, it's, it's appalling. So what what would you order for a curry then, Pip? If you're taking the same level of approach to curries as you are to pizzas, I think that could be overwhelming for the takeaway community. <laughs> My curry order is something. Like, you know, people have guilty pleasures in music. I always argue you shouldn't have guilty pleasures, anything you enjoy. I feel guilty about my curry order because I'm not a... I had my first curry after the age of 24 or 25, I think. I came to curries really late, so I don't go for any kind of great level of heat. And the first one you had was a chicken omelette curry, which I thought was (laughs) very impressive. Mate, it's not far off. My old curry order, a place near mine, did the most amazing butter chicken. And again, that sounds like the British choice, but it was amazing. It would have a masala sauce kind of underneath it and this creamy buttery sauce on top. And it was just astounding. But that place closed down. So I'm a lamb tikka masala with pilau rice, sag paneer. And here's the one that's going to, you know, you're all thinking so far, so English man ordering a, ordering a curry. And then I just pop on a honey naan. Ooh, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Hold on. When you say you pop on a honey naan, is a honey naan on offer or are you getting a naan and then when you get home, that rose sauce is, is going all over it? Honey naan is on the menu. A honey naan is on the menu. Can I just briefly ask him, Red, if it wasn't on the menu, what do you think was happening? That he was taking down <laughs> a pot of honey with him. To be fair, as a takeaway, you're ordering a normal naan and then you get your little squeezy bottle of honey, honeying all over it, and then you're shoving that in the grill of the oven. You're melting it down, and then you're eating it. And that, by the way, I would be on board with. Basically, a few years back, Pooh Bear opened an Indian in my town. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's... it's it, there's we're a place in Derby, here. Yeah, thanks very much. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fun. Lovely. I can say it. There's an Indian near me called Panaha, and they, yeah, they do a honey naan. I saw it on the menu one day and thought, that seems odd. And yeah, it's just glorious. It's that beautiful, particularly with the richness of a of a good uh, masala. It's really beautiful as that just sweet that sweet hit. 
Well, I suppose there's a bit of an overlap there with Peshwari, isn't there? That's that's yeah. that sweetness from Peshwari. I love that. I love yeah. that with, with yeah. especially with a, with a hot curry. I like that it sort of cuts through the heat a bit. That bit of sweetness. What, where where do you stand on popdoms? Are you are you a popdoms person? Or do you think they just waste? They fill up fill you up. I'm a popdoms person in in the restaurant, but never at home for some reason. Never at home. Oh, what a prude you are. <laughs> I'm basically, I've got my pizza bag. What I need to do is get one of them rotating sauce things and then I'll have, yeah, and, and then yeah, I'll have yeah, them at home. Yeah, you that's need, it. That's it. You need that little rotating sauce gadget. I'll tell you what, Pip, we will send one to you if budget allows. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that's so true. It is so much more satisfying from that, isn't it? With spooning it, drip, dripping a little bit on the table. I don't want a little plasticky yeah. pot that I'm just scooping into. I want that little that rotating dish. So, yeah, that's why I'm not a Poppadon's. But, yeah, I do think Tim Poppadon's good. I was against them for a long while because I just thought I wouldn't sit down for a meal and just have a packet of crisps first. Yeah. Previously, I'd do mainly the mango chutney and then have a little bit of everything else. And then I realised I'm a grown-up and I don't have to have a a little bit of everything else. I can just have (laughs) constant mango chutney and just enjoy myself. Our our producer, Ben, has just messaged us to say that you have strong views on rice and that we should ask you, apparently. (laughs) Is this true? Yeah, I've I've got strong views on the cooking of rice. Okay. This is is deep. How you cook rice is... Please take out your pens now. So <laughs> say it's it's one one cup of rice. It'll be one and a half cups of water. You bring it to a boil. Sorry, you put the lid on, bring it to a boil, boil to, uh, turn it down to s- simmer, and then you let that simmer until the water is all gone. And then you leave it with the lid on for 10, 10 20 minutes so it's just in its own steam. And that's it. You serve up. It's, it's beautiful. If you're draining your rice... Then you've not not cooked it right. It's yeah. I've, I'm I'm very I'm almost militant on my rice prep. Do you stir your rice in water a few times to take the starch out? Do you bother doing that? I'll rinse it at least. I'll wash it at least twice. Yeah. Sometimes three, depending on how s- s- sticky I want it. In general, I want it quite s- sticky. I think it's beautiful like that. Do you know what I put in my rice? I put star anise, right, cloves. Oh, and cardamom pods. I like it when I'm cooking my rice. I like all of this. I just like making them perfumed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like you can add anything you want. It's just for me, it's more that again. It's a very British thing to you just add this huge pot of water and you're putting your rice in and then you're yeah sieving it out and all that, or you're overcooking it. And I think it's mad that there's that perfect kind of magic ratio of one to one point five that then you just allow it to boil down and it's the perfect amount of time for it to just taste yeah to be perfectly cooked my uh, my little suggestion for rice i like a sort of persian type of rice where i add uh, sultanas saffron and almond flakes there you go this is becoming a very rice heavy podcast love it i call bullshit on that i bet you never do that i've done that a lot i, I have genuinely have and you also you, you cook, you weirdly you steam it you steam it in a shallow pan with not much water on a low heat for a while yeah so we should get together and cook some rice together <laughs> we really should we should have a rice off the rice boys <laughs> the rice boys so as we're coming to an end we should ask you what we usually ask a lot of our guests then you tell us of a takeaway disaster that you've had I can tell you of one really recently. I was in Spain filming a TV show. The Land of Tapas. I can see why you were there. I was in the Land of Tapas. I was like, I have come home. (laughs) It was a pilgrimage. (laughs) Yeah, so so I'm filming and I've got a five o'clock pickup, right? So I'm thinking I'm not going to go out for dinner with the cast in the evening. Um, I'm going to get an early night takeaway in my hotel room. Also, part of it is I just want to get takeaways in places I've not been to before. But I'm in Spain 
So a lot of places are closed from 4.30 to 8.30 um, because of their, their, their siestas. But I, cr- I crack open Uber Eats and I find this pizza place called Pizza Corner, the Instagram Pizza Corner CC, if anyone's curious. Um, <laughs> and it looked amazing. So I placed my order, and this is about 7 o'clock. On Uber Eats, you've got an option to pay an extra couple of quid to get it in. It was like 10 to 15 minutes rather than 15 to 30. And I was like, I'll pay extra. I'm being responsible. I'm staying in my room. I'm having an early night. After about f- 45 minutes, I hadn't heard anything. So I'm worried. Like, you know, you can, can contact the drivers. I'm like, I send him a question mark because I thought he's not going to speak English. I later in the story find out that Uber tr- auto-translates. So that's amazing. Oh, wow. I, send a, I send a question mark and he goes, hey, man, I went to the restaurant and they're just turning on the on the ovens. It will be ready in about 45 minutes. And I was like, right. It's already half an hour late. So I'm kind of like spinning out a bit here. I'm having this early night. So 40 minutes or so goes by and I message him because you can see where they are on the app as well. Like once they've accepted it, I can see he's on the other side of town just just chilling. So I'm thinking, <laughs> obviously go and do your other orders, but be back at the restaurant around that time <laughs> for me. But I'm obviously not a priori. So I send a message going, hey man, any update on my order? And he messaged back going, someone's hungry. I'll head oh, there now. It's aggressive. I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. A long story short, it it arrived just over two hours after I ordered it. Bearing in mind I was doing all of this because I was having an early night and being a responsible professional, I was fuming. The pizza ended up being good, the dessert was good, but I was just the angriest boy in the world in this hotel room. Someone's hungry. Yeah, someone's hungry. Just a little bit of sass and flair. Yeah, like, it is. It, it is. No, 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 not, not time for that, my friend. <laughs> Normally, again, I love a delivery driver. I love, I think it's really important to r- respect and to tip and to show warmth and friendship to your delivery drivers because they're really key. Particularly, we saw that during the pandemic, all these things, you know. But I couldn't take it at this point. I was like, this isn't the time for a little <laughs> bit of chat and banter, mate. This isn't the someone's hungry. I'll head there now, my friend. I'll head there now. I'm like, okie doke. Keep me updated. <laughs> Being sarcastic when you're hungry is is a is a dangerous mix. Absolutely. And when it's already crazy late. But again, I it's also have to accept it's the Spanish culture, right? They have their siestas because it's meant to be chilled and laid back. And I'm going yeah. there as a British takeaway obsessive <laughs> going, <laughs> where is my order? Immediately, please. The talking of timescales, I once got an email from Papa John's uh, saying, hello, pizza lover. Just to let you know, you can now order your pizzas three months ahead of delivery. So it's one less thing to worry about, which has always stuck with me. I don't know who these people are. Though. I love it. They can't have said three months it was three months. Not three hours. I'll tell you this, and this is kind of a good <laughs> good end note, but I've always w- 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 wondered who uses those. Like, you can preset a time. I've always thought, what's the appeal? I just order it when I want it. My dad loves it. Really? My, when the Papa John's opened, he had his first Papa John's w- 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 with me. I recommended a few bits. And then when he ordered f- f- from home, next time I was around, he was like, do, do you know you can s- set a time? So he'll order it at like two, three o'clock, to come at six o'clock because that's when he has dinner. And he's mentioned it to me so many times and we've almost got into kind of arguments about it because I'm like, no, no, you've mentioned it. I don't see any benefit of that at all. I can't, if I get to six o'clock, I'll order it. If I want it at six, I'll order it at quarter to six. Also, what you fancy might have changed by the time you, that's the thing. If you order earlier in the day, it changes. That's my belief. But again, it's so 
I kind of I said I love it. It's just it doesn't it doesn't work in my head at all. But it was the most exciting thing for, for my dad about Papa John's. He was so buzzing that it's like you can set the time and it will just be there. So there are yeah. people who that appeals to. And I think that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So tonight's meal, you've had a Papa John's. Would you recommend it to our listeners? Just to remind them what you've had and whether you recommend each dish. Yes. So I have had the chicken poppers, the chicken wings and the tater tots with cheese and bacon. I would recommend all three of them. I've You've seen I've been enjoying this conversation. This is a conversation I like to have, but my eyes have glanced to my right several times because I'm v- 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 very excited to get into my cookie. So I would also re- recommend that. So yeah, <laughs> it's a big recommend across the board. And yeah, I would recommend using the the 25% off by ordering on the app. Again, I do think cheats are important because takeaways are expensive at times and and we're in tough times. I think there's there's scams for all the apps. As I said, my Domino's scam is one of my <laughs> one of my proudest. I can't believe that. It's basically you opening the front door of the shop and going, I'm willing to go elsewhere. That's what it is. It's exactly that. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, $3.99. How about $3.99? And I go, yes. I will take it. <laughs> yeah. if, is, is, do, you, do you get if you minimize the uh, the screen, do you get even more off? Are there, are there other things you can do? <laughs> you walk into the distance if you put your phone and walk to the other end of the room. <laughs> well, well, love it. What an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And as I say, you said earlier, you felt guilty about how obsessive you are about all this stuff. But it, for this show, it is absolutely perfect. As Simran and I have a similar obsession, hence the reason we do this. Yeah, I appreciate you making this a safe space for me to to talk about my obsession. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it couldn't be safer. It couldn't be safer. Pip, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can contact the show on Twitter at FaveTakeawayPod or Instagram on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast. You can email us with your stories of takeaway, woe, gripes, your worries on hello at myfavouritetakeawaypodcast.com. That was an absolutely excellent episode. I tell you what, though, the car seat to keep your pizza warm is something I've never done. Hmm. But I think I probably would now do it and not feel weird about doing it. It feels like an actually normal thing that yep. for some reason I've just chosen not to do. Quite depressingly, if I chose to do that, I would first have to learn to drive. So uh, I'm a minimum of seven months away from being able to warm up a pizza in the footwell of a car. I still forget that you can't drive, which is sort of weird. No, I can't. 
let's, let's move on. Let's move on past that. Okay, okay, um, okay. I, I wonder how many people do do that in general, use the car seat to warm food or the footwell. Listeners, do you do that? Do you have weird ways of transporting your food and keeping it ready and fresh by the time you eat it at home? You know, send us your stories. Send us your truths. So thank you so much for joining us again on My Favourite Takeaway. If you've enjoyed the show, please do leave us a five-star review and tell your friends because it means uh, the world to the show. helps spread the word. helps us get in great guests. Yeah, it just means so much to us. We can't wait to see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.